Welcome to She's a 10 times 5. Yep, you got it. That equals the big 5-0. Three mamas, three wives, three entrepreneurs who happen to be friends learning the ropes of being 50. Listen along as we try to figure out our what's next as we venture into this new age of reinvention. Through relatable topics and experienced guests, we invite you to be a part of aha moments of learning, inspiration, and of course, lots of fun. We're excited to do what girlfriends do best, chat from the heart. Hey, I'm Lori. I'm Shannon. And I'm Lisa. Let's do this. All right, you guys. Well, we are back for another episode, and I am really excited about this one. Um, one of the things that we've been talking about is a lot of times as we're kind of entering in this next phase of life, that there's things that we want to do, but we keep waiting to do them. There's always an excuse. There's always a reason. There's always something that else that we put as a priority. And so today, our guest, Lisa, actually has a special guest with us today, and we're going to talk about just doing it. Stop waiting and just doing it. So Lisa, do do you want to take it over and introduce our guest? I would love to. I am so excited to have our guest in studio today because she's a big inspiration for me. First and foremost, we are friends since the beginning. I mean, uh, soccer moms and soccer cohorts and travel. And we have three daughters. We each have three daughters. We have so much in common and we have so much fun. And then two years ago, you did something and I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> and you said to me, do you remember what you said to me? Do it. Yes. You yes. Said, just do it. And what that something was is Bev started a podcast with her good friend, Heather. And that podcast has grown into a very successful brand. And that podcast is called Bitches Be Brave. And it's so appropriate, I think, for this topic of be brave and just do it. So welcome, Bev, to thank the Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And and thank you for all the support you've given us and helping us figure stuff out and learn. And so I just want to say that yeah, up front. My pleasure. And I love the name of your podcast. I'm like, oh, that is such a good name. And we can thank Lisa for that. I love thank it. You. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, tell us a little bit about how Bitches Be Brave got started. What inspired you and Heather? What What got you started? So Heather and I have been best friends for years and years. And we're always talking about like the newest and the latest things and we both were in corporate America and really looking for kind of our, our passion. And we'd come up with these different ideas for businesses, and then we would never do anything about it. Like, we were on this huge juice uh, phase of our lives. We were juicing. We're like, we should start a juice place. Everyone's been on a juice <laughs> yeah. thing at some point. We thought we were really on to something. We thought, oh, we'll open up a juice place. You know, there hadn't been any. Um, at that time. And I remember my husband saying, well, just juice, you know, you might need some sandwiches. I mean, we got, we we were talking about it. So of course we didn't do it. And then all the juice places started opening and be like, God, you know, we, we should have done that. That whole, it's like a Seinfeld episode really, but like, that was my idea. (laughs) Kind of like Lisa, what you said, it's like, gosh, you know, I want to start a podcast. And, you know, it kind of got to the point for us, you know, we're getting older, but we're going to get older anyways. Right. So if not now, when. Right. So we were just talking and we, we we're always talking about new things. And we're always, you know, both being working moms, we talked a lot about the fact that, you know, we had to be one person at work and one person at home. We said, and I said, let's just start a podcast. You know, we talk about all these crazy things anyways, we'll start a podcast. 
So uh, Heather, being very detailed and, you know, wanted to write scripts and figure it out and everything be perfect, again, we didn't do it. And so finally I said, you know what? We just need to do it. Let's just just do one. That sounds familiar. Yeah, sounds very (laughs) personal like that. And she hemmed and hawed, and she'll tell the story that I finally said to her, if you don't want to do it, it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it anyways. I had just decided I'm going to do it. And the fear of doing it or not doing it, I guess the fear of not doing it and me going forward was a little less. So she said, okay. So it was like on a New Year's Eve 2018, uh, we Got all of the equipment. We got our microphones. We didn't know how to use them. And I still don't, evidently, because Lisa, before we started recording, <laughs> told me how to use my microphone. So, and we just recorded it. And uh, it was okay. We survived it. And we listened back. And, you know, you kind of cringe when you hear yourself. And it was fun. So we started reaching out to people for interviews. And that's really where we started rolling with it. Well, it's interesting. I mean, this story is so similar to kind of us. And... Mm-hmm. So I kind of had been asked to do podcasts for a while, and I, it was never right timing. And then I met Shannon. I'm like, oh, the yin and my yang. And then we got Lisa involved. And then we sat around for how many meetings just talking about shit. Mm-hmm. And finally, mm-hmm. we're like, we just need to record. So right. it took us, what, like two months. And then finally, we yeah. just pulled the trigger. And then now here we go. Yeah. 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 We yeah. Had to get going. You just, and it felt like this boulder that we were just pushing uphill like we just kept trying to push to get it to go and then finally when we just sat down and recorded it started rolling because we stopped overthinking everything right because you realize that you're talking anyways to each other and sometimes it's the if you aren't recording and you're talking like wait a minute i gotta turn that on like you said so yeah it's really that that fear that you need to get through and that's by doing it right taking that step Absolutely. And you think about all the areas in life that we wait. We're always waiting for the perfect time. Mm -hmm. What do you think it is that makes you just go for it? Well, I think, you know, I have always been that person, like, if I tell someone I'm going to do something, then I have to do it. So that, to me, is really what my first step is. I'm just going to... Because you don't want to let them down or you just want to... Yeah, I think once I voice it, you know, I used to run long distance a lot, like half marathons, marathons, and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to tell everyone in my family. They know I'm going to do that. So at least I have that kind of accountability thing. So to me, that's kind of the first step, just voicing it and saying, I'm going to do this. Putting it out there. We had a guest, Mm -hmm. Karin, who did the same thing. She recorded herself for her own personal challenge and knowing that she and put, put it out, out on there. social media. Yeah. She yeah. put them back out. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. a swimsuit. Yes. Yes. Great interview. And, and that's a good yes. thing to think about. Like, have you even told anybody what you want to do? Just people listening, because you're probably thinking, I've always wanted to do that too, or I want to do this. But the first step, I think that's huge, Bev, is to say, tell someone. Yes. And tell someone that is going to hold you accountable to do it. Right. And even just hearing yourself say it is kind of like, wow, I said that and I'm... I'm still here. I never have a problem pulling the trigger. My problem is, and and my family gets on my case about it, is I'm ready, fire, aim. Yes. Like, here's my drink. Watch this. Yes. (laughs) Hold my drink and watch this. So, yeah. Well, and I think that putting it out there is exactly what happened. I had put it out there that I wanted to do it. And Lori heard me. Whether it was at that moment that she said, let's do it. It was it was down the road. It was in my backyard. Me. You had said it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you said to me, you you said you wanted to do podcasts. I said, I told you that. 
I didn't remember telling you that. So you don't yeah. realize that people are listening and people are taking in what you say and you never know. You just never know. Right, right. And it might bump, you know, to your listeners, you know, maybe it's just you're making some things and you thought, gosh, maybe I could sell this. But that's when the fear kind of takes over. You're like, well, who, who's going to buy that? Or, you know, who, yeah. who's going to like, you know? Well, I think too, anything, anytime you do something creative, you're putting yourself out there mm-hmm. for rejection or scrutiny or whatnot. And I find myself on the creative side, sometimes holding back a little bit because of that very reason. I don't want to mm-hmm. make myself available for criticism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And I also think it could be overwhelming, especially when you sit there and you plan and you say, let's do this, let's do that. And you build this big image of what you want to accomplish. And then it gets daunting. And then you don't know where to start because it's so big. And Sean always uses this expression, and I really love it. It's, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Mm-hmm. You, it's it, you. Everything that's you a do. lot of bites, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, that is a lot of bites. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 COVID type of stuff, yes. right? Yeah, <laughs> quarantine meal, elephant. Yes, well, but it's it's true. It's like you can talk yourself out of something by having so many great ideas. You get overwhelmed by them, and then you get analysis paralysis and you yeah. freeze. And it's not, I mean, I love the analogy of the elephant because really the difficult part is when you start eating that elephant, you're like, oh my God, why did I want to start eating an elephant? Is this a huge thing? And that's really where you have to challenge challenge that fear that kind of keeps coming up and yes. that fear that keeps coming up to kind of move through it. And we had that that at the beginning because, you know, if you didn't get enough likes on your Instagram or people weren't listening, like you, we expected so much at first where we really just had to realize, you know, what am I, is this my passion? What am I getting out of this? You know, and we got so much out of it, talking to different women, finding out we were all so much more alike than different and that we had some of the same challenges and people, we just weren't talking about it. We were acting like, oh, my life's perfect. Things mm-hmm. are great. Marriage is great. And, you know, it's not all the time. Absolutely. So I think what's also kind of an interesting thing, do you, would you find this, Bev, like as you go later in life or as we are 10 times five, we start to care a little bit less about what people think or we hope that we do in trying to be brave with, you know, doing new things. So I think that's always kind of something I think about a lot is, is you know, as we get a little bit older, because I... I think that things hold us back so much. And I just look at social media and all the things like you were just saying, how many likes do we get? And just judging all of your accomplishments on other people's acknowledgement, yeah. right? Yeah. Versus, versus, oh my gosh, we did that and feeling really proud mm-hmm. of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, Well, I think we were not very brave because both of us, Heather and I had have corporate jobs and we were afraid that if our companies knew we were doing this, then maybe that would not look very good. So we... What, what was your job? Um, I'm, I'm working for a uh, Berkshire Hathaway company. I do business development for them, and I've worked there well over 20 years. And I always... Don't, I don't even tell the number anymore because some of my clients are, haven't even been alive as long as I've been <laughs> working. So, um, yeah. So, and she works for a large pharmaceutical company. So we had, you know, and she's been... So with, you have really established... Professional jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we decided, you know, we wouldn't let anyone know. And so slowly but surely, you know, I started letting people know. And recently, actually this year, my company asked for me to do a big leadership call to all of the leaders in the company that I work for about working from home. It was just like my 
my life on the podcast and at work, everything collided wow. with uh, COVID. So I had this talk, and on this pod, on this leadership call, I decided to come out that I'm a podcaster. <laughs> I thought, you know, I'll just slip it in there. And that was really scary for me. I mean, we're two years into this podcast, and I'm just still afraid. Of your new relationship? Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I slipped it in, and of course, there was all these things on the Zoom call, questions like, what's our podcast? What's our? And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I had to say it was Bitches Be Brave, which isn't the most PC name. I love it, though. <laughs> I know. I want to talk about that, too. Yeah. Go ahead. So, yeah, so I think to really understand that you're you're going to have to overcome fear as you move forward and as you get more successful, mm-hmm. you know, there's even more things to be scared, scared about. So I think yeah. I was most scared with my kids, actually, because I have two boys that are so protective of mama yeah. and so critical of mama. <laughs> and then my youngest is uh, he kind of came down and he goes, I'm getting a lot of shit about your podcast, mom. He goes, but I got your back. I think you're doing a really good job. So he's actually listening. Yeah. Good. That's good. Yeah. I was surprised that my daughters were really excited. They were definitely like, what are you doing? Kind of that was that. But once I started doing it, they tell their friends, my mom has a podcast. And then, of course, Bitches Be Brave, they could say bitches all the time. And they were like, hey, mom's not getting mad about this. So that was good. But tell us about Bitch. What was the inspiration for the name? Tell me that. We had a really hard time coming up with a name. And it was really, we, Heather and I had kind of some similarities where we felt like we'd go to work and we had to be all that at work and never really let our companies know that we were moms and we had struggles at home because maybe, you know, God forbid, we weren't committed. And then we'd go to school drop-off and, you know, we were afraid that our mom friends that were stay-at-home moms would judge us and think we weren't good moms, so we'd have to act like we really didn't have a job and talk about it. So it's kind of like, you know, living two very separate worlds. So we said, gosh, are we the only ones that go through these struggles? And we found through the podcast that, a lot of us act like, you know, things are great when they're really not. So we just really thought, hey, let's like just be real, tell what our real struggles are, the things like, you know, that we worry about, how life is hard. And we just came up with, you know, actually Heather came up with it, bitches be brave, kind of like, you know, hey, my posse, you know, our people, right. you know, be brave. And it's really, it's been great. We've had great feedback. We've thought about changing the name a couple times just so it's more PC if we were to get some speaking engagements. Um, we actually changed it for a very short period of time on Instagram. And we had a huge amount of people reach out and say, what are you doing? Where's where's Bitches Be Brave? Wow. So we immediately changed it back. So, Yeah. yeah. And my daughter's working on some sweatshirts for me right now. So we're going to be getting that because we've asked, been asked for that. So that's well, yeah. awesome. That is Amazing. exciting. Yeah. I mean, if you have not listened and you're not familiar, Bitches Be Brave is such a great podcast. And you guys, you guys have quite a big following. I mean, you have really built a beautiful brand for yourself. It's pretty impressive. Thank you. So, well, I, I really think it's based on the people that we interviewed because we've Mm -hmm. had such a great response of them sharing our podcast and using that on what was your most successful episode you know what's funny the most successful episode is the plastic surgery episode Mm -hmm. and um which was one that we weren't really sure that we wanted to do just because uh, you know i have three daughters and i didn't 
want to really say that if, you know, that women needed to have plastic surgery, Mm -hmm. but if that's something that you want, why not, right? I tell a story on there about uh, if a man, when you had a child, (laughs) you listened to it today. I did, I listened to it today. If a man had a child and his private parts were stretched all out after the baby, then, you know, a daddy makeover would be paid for by health insurance by now, right? Because (laughs) (laughs) they had to go look in the mirror. So um, that episode, I actually really love, too, just because it talks about, you know, what you want to do for yourself. And it also talks about the fact that, you know, you don't have to hide that from your friends because sometimes, you know, people want, you know, they think they're going to be judged. And that's really where we as women can support each other. I love on that episode. Do you guys got to listen to that episode? So Bitches Be Brave, it's on plastic surgery because the woman that you guys interviewed, she talked so much about just being who you are, being authentically you. There's a lot of content to that. So it's a good one. It is. And it's just like, you know, why not look at it that way? You know, it's just, hey, if it makes you feel better. And she talks about relationships like husbands maybe not wanting that. And I'm married to someone like that that says, no, we don't ever do that. But think about really you know, how that makes your wife feel. Is she going to feel happier? Is she going to feel, you know, like she can conquer the world or however it was put? So, yeah, I think it is a good episode and it's a good one, especially if you're contemplating it. Maybe you're weighing it. Well, and I think it plays into what we're talking about today on why wait. I know friends who've had things done and they're like, I wish I'd done this five years ago. And 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 we, again, talk ourselves out and, of things and we get stressed or worried and it's not the right time. And, and then we look back and we think, shit, I should have done that a long time ago. What was I thinking? You know, my mother is 91 years old and she's still talking about getting her neck done. And she does listen. So hi, mom. She's going to listen to this. Um, But yeah, and she does tell me like, if you decide, don't wait, don't wait. She always tells me that. So yeah, if it's it's interesting, because I've been, you guys know, I've been wanting to maybe do my my eyes because genetically, Mm -hmm. I mean, knew it was going to happen, you know, it's just a genetic thing. And I've had like 20 consultations and I just can't seem to pull that trigger. It's hard. Why? Because I'm, I'm afraid if they fuck up my eyes, <laughs> that's all anyone sees now. <laughs> there's, there's no going back. I there's think no that's going the back. easiest one to get, though. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I well, mean, I, like, look, if, if something goes wrong, like in a boob job, you, you get a good bra, you're, you're still okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you're looking back at yeah, the eyes. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you look like a scary clown, <laughs> nothing I can do for you, lady. Yeah. <laughs> she looks so surprised. Yeah. <laughs> can you put it back? Yeah. And I don't know how many times you'd want to try to get that refix. Can you, you know, that's... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So one thing we were talking about that I love on your actual Instagram, you talk about work-life balance is a lie. It's just... Um, It's just a life we want. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So that was a common theme. And really, our podcast has evolved. We started out, if you listen to our really early episodes, we talk about, you know, just like wanting to have it all and, you know, look hot and feel good and blah, blah, blah. And it really evolved because it kept coming up on every interview. Like, you know, this balance. Everyone's like, I was looking for balance and how you find balance. And, you know, to me, it struck me that... When they talk about balance, it means, you know, you need to get up earlier. You need to get this planner. You need to do this. You need to do this. You No, I was like, wait a minute, you know, work-life balance. I don't want it. I just want a life. And I really think it's amazing with COVID that companies are looking at that, you know, people working from home. You're seeing CEOs with toddlers on their, 
you know, lap or, you know, dogs and stuff. Yeah. And so you're starting to see nothing has changed. Everyone had the dog and the kids and their dishwasher breaks and all these things they had to do before. And they had their work or whatever they were doing. Nothing's changed, but now it's suddenly kind of okay. It's okay to be human. And mm-hmm. I really hope that as these vaccines go out that, you know, that doesn't change, that we can really have a life and it's okay. I think Agreed. that is a great message. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was, it was interesting. I had a call in the beginning of the year with the vice principal at my son's high school. And here she was and she, <laughs> her son comes flying in and she's trying to be very professional because it was kind of a, it was a serious topic we were talking about with regards to his schooling. And his son comes in, he must've been like eight or nine. And he's like, mom, I need you. <laughs> she's like, son, I'm working. And he's like, I'm working too. <laughs> because, because he was online school. Oh, yeah. That's and it good. just struck me that, guy, yes. you know, things have been flipped on its head. And we had a chuckle about it. It was all okay because I got it, you know. Right. Yeah. And so I, I 100% agree that I, I hope we keep that same paradigm as we move towards freedom. Right, yeah. right. And I think a lot of women especially your listeners may be thinking right now as they've, if they are working or, you know, getting that flexibility, like what's making them happy? Has it been great being home more with the kids, you know, or can they not wait to get back to work? I mean, I think we'll definitely see an evolution of things that women are doing now. You know, they say that women are leaving the workforce at a greater rate right right now because of COVID, because just that, with the Zoom call. So I think that that women are really searching, like what is going to really fulfill me, make me happy, and give me that life that I want? Well, yeah, don't you think that um, people are starting to become more creative and innovative because they've had the time and Mm -hmm. they're trying to think outside the box? And, you know, maybe it's a chance for women to do really amazing things they never thought possible, like start a business or start a product line or yeah. create Bitches Be Brave sweatshirts. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, I, it's funny with COVID, my husband started cooking. Oh, and that's I nice. mean, him <laughs> starting to cook happened at the same time that I got sick of cooking. I mean, you know, I've been cooking, my oldest is 21 and then I have a 19 year old, 16. You cook that long. I don't know if you all feel like that. Like, I'm sick of cooking. Like, I just am ready to I'm pass sick of, of food. Um, so do you have any tips to help our husbands do the same thing, Bev? Well, <laughs> I was getting— She's I, thinking strategically right I, now. I really am. I, I think get... he kind of got sick of me ordering out all the time. I was, ah. like, I was, like, tired of it. And then when he cooked, my kids loved it. I was, like, gave him lots of kudos. So he, it kind of has become his thing. Like, so he's got, like, two days a week that he's cooking right Did now. Did it involve sex? No, it didn't. It just involved asking for seconds. You want to- <laughs> if you ask for seconds, that's a huge compliment yes. to his cooking. You want to do more. We were, la- we're, we're laughing the other day while we were sh- I, I went shopping for the first time for real clothes, not athletic gear. Yeah. And I was saying, um, I was a little bit worried about how much I was spending. And I was saying, you know, if if we just had sex when they wanted and as much as they wanted, we could shop like this every week. Yeah. <laughs> Men are not that complicated. No. Every meal will be taken care of, Bev. Exactly. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. need, yeah, I could, seven days a week, be good. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a good trade-off. Plus, I have my Fitbit. I'd burn some. Yeah, exactly. There <laughs> you go. Burn some calories. I'll just keep my yeah. arm going. <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a big, uh, I, uh, what do I want to say? 
habit stacker. You know what habit stacking is where you no. do two things at once. So like that's whenever not I multitasking. run, that's me. Yeah, I do Wait. that too. Well, no, it's habit stacking. So like if you go for a run or a walk, then you listen to a podcast. Or okay. If you want to learn something, or okay. you know, if you're watching Netflix, you're you know you're, you're gonna stream all these shows. Then that's what you're gonna maybe work out on your arms. Just like. Stacking things so you get two of your goals done at the same time. I really want to watch TV, but I I know I need to stretch or whatever. So I love see, that. I, yeah. I'm really good at thinking about doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I should have it stack right now. <laughs> I thought about habit stacking and I didn't even know it. Get up and do some squats while you're doing this podcast. Yes. Right? Well, one of our guests. I don't know if you uh, listened to the Tammy Lee Webb Bonds of Steel episode, where she gave us these yeah. amazing amazing bands to work on yes. our our tushies. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to do that. And I have it right by on the sofa table, yes. right by the TV, right yes. by. And I never seem to get it on. Okay. okay now, we need to have it stuck. Now yes. you have a name for it. Bev has given us like, the name yes. and now we'll feel. I, I need like, to be a habit stacker. That's, yes. my, that, that's my new goal. Oh, yeah. thank you. I, thank yeah. you for giving us that little yeah. tip. Now I feel like I'm actually doing something right. as opposed to just doing something exactly when you have to make that phone call that you know it's yeah. going to take a long time do that while you take out the dishes you know yes. i just always try to <laughs> yeah. we are all going to approach yes. our days yeah. with bev in our head oh, yes. how can we have it stuck all right today? i want to hear about it that's actually really really good advice yeah and i'll know it works when i see all your buns of steel yeah <laughs> <There you go. laughs> not that you don't have them already i just didn't yes. see i just want buns so so bev are you Doing other creative things, writing, that type of th- what What's on the horizon here for you, too? Gosh, I can't believe you asked me that question. So, yes, I actually have completed a book. Heather and I started writing a book together just before COVID, and we kind of went out in, in different directions, so we split the book up. So I've completed the book. It's gone through an editor twice, and then I stopped. And here I was talking about go- moving through your fear. Mm. I all of a sudden thought, who am I to write a book? Mm-hmm. So my husband and I actually went on a Friday night and he had a like a talk with me and said, you, you need to finish this book. You just need to do it. My daughter told me that. So now that's where I'm at right now. I'm completing the book and I'm going to get it out. All right. That's my goal. Well, we oh, need to know what this okay. is about, right, Lisa? Yes. I want to know. <laughs> tell me more about what is the premise of the book? Because we so want to. The premise of the book is actually what we were talking about the work life balance, and it's called The Unapologetic Workplace. That's the title right now. I don't know if that will change, but um, it's just about, you know, really helping companies understand that, that, you know, especially in the world of women, that, you know, really looking at managing uh, results and not tasks and, you know, providing flexibility and, you know, and it talks about the whole work from home uh, during the pandemic and how some companies have really started managing by activities Mm -hmm. and how I really want to send the message that just because a, a employee is going home to take care of a child or working from home or needs some flexibility, they're not going to become a bad employee. A good employee is a good employee. A results-driven person is results-driven. You have another issue if you provide flexibility with them and you're not getting what you want. So right. that's the premise. Awesome. Wow. So I love should that. I finish I know. it? Should I send it? Should I yes. Get it? Right. Yes. <laughs> I said it on this podcast, so now it has to happen. I know. It has to happen. Oh, and yes. And Step one. Our, see? There it is. Step one. All Step right. one. I think you need a sound effect. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's the perfect sound effect. 
good. Uh, yeah. You needed to come on here and talk about just I doing do. it to just do it. I know. Yes. All right. Well, that's great. And you know what's what's really powerful about this is is you could have like a trifecta here. So you have your podcast and then you have this book and a whole consulting business based and around the clothing line. Yeah. And a clothing line. Yes. 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 <laughs> right? <laughs> I, said, I love it. Yes. I said, you guys are going to be impressed. Bev's a powerhouse. Yes. Always an inspiration for sure. And the thing that I love most is what you're modeling for your girls. And, and that is that, you know, you don't have to fit into this uh, structure and that you're showing that that you can break molds and you can you can push forward and you can just go for it and and do follow your heart and follow your dreams and I think that's very inspiring and Aww, thank you so awesome. much I appreciate that well, yeah. yeah you know it's it's funny because I had this conversation with my oldest son and he's a sophomore in college and he's he's just picking his majors and whatnot mm-hmm. and I you know I was trying to tell him I'm like you know you you think that I don't have road behind me of mistakes because all people tend to talk about. They don't want to tell your kids about your mess ups. Yes. They talk about things that you've done or accomplished. And we had this whole conversation on how it's so okay to fail. Like, dude, it, it you might not stick in this path, but that's okay. You have a pivot and a twist and a turn. And mm-hmm. I think what you're doing for your girls is putting yourself out there and letting them know that, hey, this might not go well. I might not be liked, but I'm still going to friggin' yeah. do it. Right? Yeah. yeah. And I think... And Lisa, you saying that, and you saying, when you were talking about, you know, being a role model for my kids and what you're saying, it just reminded me of when I dropped my oldest daughter off at college, we all went to dinner, and she said to my husband and I, if I have a life like you, mom, when I get through school, I'm going to be, that's like my goal. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've done such a bad job acting like everything was so great. (laughs) You know what? I was so floored, because we really... When they're younger, we don't have those conversations with them, right? right? It's just as they get older, then we're like, we feel more comfortable. They've, you know, been pretty much raised. We know they're not completely raised even in college, but then we we can let the realness of us show through a little bit more. But I, and I think that when they were younger, I just wanted to make sure that they just thought that mom, you know, had it all together and that they were doing what they needed to do. So, yeah, I think that if I would change anything um, raising my kids is just maybe being a little more honest about, you know, the struggles that mm-hmm. that you can have. Because I, I was raised by a, a stay-at-home mom and a dad that was super uh, successful executive, and I learned so much from him in the the world of business. And I I had an amazing mom who would you know always be there for us and be at school and do all those things. So when I had a child, I was like, I got to be this mom, but I also have to be this crazy successful person in business. And I always felt like I was coming up short, but I didn't really communicate that to my kids, but I just, you know, really just really felt like I was crashing and burning quite honestly Mm. (laughs) a lot as I was trying to do it all. And so really that's kind of where, where the, the book came from. If I had had the ability to be more honest at work about the challenges of being a mom and being more honest at home about the challenges of work and not trying to be perfect for everybody, I think I would have been a, even a better mom. 
Well, and that'll be an interesting thing to see if that comes out of 2020 is people feeling more empowered to use their voice to be able to say what they want. Because before we never even had the option to work from home, like a lot of people yes. who are full-time moms and or full-time working moms have right now. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, you know, you're talking about being brave for your kids and, and all of that, which I think is so important. But I think it's also just the message of be brave as women that are 10 times five. Like now it's time to step into that braveness, like Mm -hmm. own who you are, own your voice, own just what you want to do with this next stage. Now that the kids are getting older and you're not having to have all of those duties as moms. I think, I hope this podcast kind of makes people think about that because look what you've done. You've done the podcast and two years later, you're writing a book. You're going to get a sweatshirt line or a sweatshirt out, which is, I have a feeling because your tagline is so cute. You're going to have hats. You're going to have it all, but it's just fun. Isn't it? To have some new things to work on and just continue to build the life that you want and just showing your girls now that you you have a life of your own too. Right, exactly. And I, I think that really um, for your listeners, like when your kids start getting into high school and things, it kind of becomes a lonely time for moms because you're not having that, you know, seeing them at drop-off, seeing the other moms. There just doesn't seem like as much time to get together. And then they go to college. That's really a transition. So you have to make a decision like, okay, what is my next step, you know, and kind of plan for that. And and, you know, it might be as simple as, you know, gosh, you know, I always wanted to, you know, have this amazing garden or whatever it is, but you can just, you know, have have the, you know, ability to, to kind of look at what you want to do and, and be happy. And I think that, yeah, like you said, Lisa, it is being a good role model. Um, I think my kids get a kick out of me sometimes. And in, in the world of social media, they'll be, I mean, it doesn't matter what age you are right now because what people resonate to is the connection. So, so my kids will be looking at a TikToker that's this woman that's, you know, baking pies or whatever, and they're hysterical and think she's fabulous. So, you know, she's doing what she loves. She's, you know, they're get, getting a kick out of it. So I just think that if you follow your passion, you know, those people that connect with you will connect. And I think not taking yourself so seriously. I think we start to do that, Mm -hmm. like self-deprecating, laugh at one another. And when your kids become older, they start to become adults. So your relationship changes. And then they start to see things, you know, mom's perfect for so long and she's got the superhero cape. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, mom has flaws. And oh, mom made a mistake. Or, and it's kind of a, a really great transition because you have that kind of honesty and transparency to say, you know what? I'm human too. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. And then I like to hold them accountable. Like, listen to me because I make mistakes every day. And so if I'm making them at 51, you're, you know, yeah. so, but, but I do, I think that having that new relationship so great. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. Thank you, Bev, so much. This has been so fun. And one of the things that we do on our podcast is we like to wrap up with what we call Lowe's Lightning Round. Yes. You ready? Uh-oh. Okay, so this is basically questions. They don't know what I ask. They're blind questions to everyone but me. Okay. So if you ask me these questions, I'll have really smart answers. Okay. Um, and just gives you people a take of someone that they might otherwise get to know. Okay. Okay, and so I thought this one would be all about bitches being brave. So think along those lines. I know a lot about that. Okay, I'm going to start easy, and then we're going to get harder. Okay. If you could be a guy for a day, what would you tell other women? They're hot. 
<laughs> right? Yes. Yes. I love it. That's what we all want to hear. Yes. What are you completely over and done with? Adios. See ya. Bam. Oh, God, that's so hard. Uh, the first thing that came to my mind was going to be the shows on Netflix because I want something new. But there are some new shows on Netflix, so I'm not over and done with that. I'm, I'm obsessed with Billions right now. I can't watch Billions because the guy was Brody. The main character was in. I know. That and other he's so hot. Show, and I loved him. So I, You'll I, love him even more. Really? Yeah. He is so hot. <laughs> Lisa, sounds like we're missing out on a uh, show. Apparently, we need to get into that one. He's not as cute as the Bridgerton guy. Okay, but well, who is? Um, what memory do you continue to go back to? Oh, I think just I love holidays. I'm crazy, crazy about holidays, and I always go back to those. And I try to create some of the same holidays I had growing up with my family. So I haven't gotten the Easter stuff out yet, even though I have one daughter at college, two that are home that probably don't care. I still get it. You're the same way, Lisa. Same, I love going to your house. I'm like, oh my gosh, you already have your stuff out. Yes. So yeah. So I always go back to, I love family. And Are you doing St. Patty's Day tomorrow? I am. I'm Irish. My dad was born in My Kenmer. son's birthday is tomorrow. Oh, no. How rad is that? Yeah. That is He's great. half leprechaun. Yeah. That is great. I will be wearing green. So, so will I. <laughs> I got a new green shirt. So did I. <laughs> did. We're yeah. shopping. Yes. And green shoes. And, and red green jeans. And blue. <laughs> there was a theme. Um, what achievement are you most proud of that people would think is silly or weird? And you're like, I don't give two shits. You know, it's so funny that I have a third grade <laughs> achievement that I just can still remember the feeling. When I was in third grade, they had like a citizen of the week in our in our school. And at the end of the year, the whole class voted on citizen of the year. And I won the citizen of the year and I got this crazy plaque that has my picture on it that I still have in my office, which, you know, I peaked at third grade, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're a now you're a bad girl. <laughs> but I love that. And then also I won the 440 dash for the city in seventh grade. And I got this teeny weeny little dumb trophy. And I still have that in my office. You know, Aww. it's so funny because our kids have all these, you know, they get trophies for everything. But to me, that was like huge. Gold. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm, I like that. I <laughs> love that. I love that you still have those. I still have those. Yes. Aww. I was a runner too. Really? Yeah. yeah. All right. Tra you... Yeah. Track. I did in college. Oh, wow. So. You um, really went yeah. there. I, I did. I went off the beaten path in high school. <laughs> you got your trophy. Yes. <laughs> okay, last one. What socially accepted behavior do you wish would go away? Uh, socially accepted behavior. Well, I'm I'm kind of sick of Zoom calls. I honestly, I mean, is that socially accepted? I mean, I've been on a lot of Zoom calls, and people are bad on them. Like, they talk too close. They get too close to the camera. Right. Mm -hmm. Or they forget they're on there, and they start doing weird things, <laughs> like picking. And, <laughs> so I know it's socially acceptable to be on a Zoom call, but I, like, turn off the cameras sometimes. I just, Can we know. go back to conference calls? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then I, could, then I could have voice. it stack. Because yes. yes. I used to be able to be on a conference call and go run or do that. Yeah. So it's hard to do that on a Zoom call because they see you <laughs> bouncing. There we go. <laughs> I, I was, that, that could be a new term. We're going to have habit stacking conference calls. Yeah. 
Hey, I have an idea. We're, we're, we're shopping for new chairs in our studio. And I think we should just get those big exercise core balls. And then we could be core ball working our core while we're doing our podcast. Yes. With, with our Tammy Lee Webb band yeah. going we'll at, the same yeah. Yeah. at the same time. Neiman Marcus has a cheetah one. Oh, oh, there you go. Better. It's like eight hundred dollars. Oh. It's so cute. <laughs> that one's on you, Lisa. You <laughs> We're gonna yeah. need to have cameras on so people yeah. can see the fabulous <laughs> cheetah yeah. print. Are we ready for a little song? Well, I think before we do that, we need to oh, yeah. see how to follow. Where can we find you at, yeah. Bev? Oh, so you can find our podcast on all of the Spotify and Apple and everything. Bitches, be brave. Easy to find. Um, we're also Instagram, Bitches Be Brave, and we're on Facebook as well. And we're also at BitchesBeBrave.com if you want to see some of our old podcasts, see some of our videos, our bloopers, which Lisa was looking I at. Did. I forgot about that blooper until oh, you sent that to me. It was a good reel. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So, we thought it would be very apropos to end on a song about being a bitch. Are you up for it? <laughs> Just the way she says that. Well, like, a Beth is the nicest like person. Yeah. You're my bitches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to cue it up here. You have the lyrics. We're just going to do a little short bit of it and bring out your songbird. All right. I'm going to try. All right, Bev. Here we go. I can understand how you'd be so okay. confused. Ready? Everything. All rolled into one. I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. I'm a child. I'm a mother. I'm a sinner. I'm a saint. And I do not feel ashamed. I'm your hell. I'm your dream. I'm nothing in between. Oh, Bob, this was so fun. Thank you so much Thanks. for being here today. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. I mean, it was just like being with the girls. It was being with the I girls. Thank you, Bev, Thank so you, much. Bev. Follow us on Thank Instagram you. at She's a 10 times 5 and click on the link on our bio to listen. You can also listen to She's a 10 times 5 on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.